Welcome to D.A.R.E., the show for innovators, entrepreneurs, and startup leaders who dare to shape the future. Your hosts today are Ned Hayes and Cecilia Mariani. D.A.R.E. is brought to you by Darwaf, the superpower tech team that can make your vision a reality. Kellen Navar is the founder of startup Goddess Moose, a company that has made a mark in vegan desserts. Her company is part of a big wave of food and beverage startups who are putting the Portland region on the map. It's really become kind of a hub for consumer products. And a lot of these products are receiving nationwide attention, big store distribution. Kellen's company has received awards, but the primary reason we invited her to the show is that her line of products are just really darn yummy. So welcome to the podcast, Kellen. Hi, Ned. Thanks for having me on the show. So I'd love it if you could tell us, how did Goddess Moose begin? Yeah, so since I was a teenager, I've been passionate about making healthy desserts that also taste amazing. The typical caveat with dessert is that we sacrifice health for indulgence or indulgence for health. So nourishing and indulgent desserts became what I was known for amongst my friends and family. And then during my last semester of college in 2020, I took an entrepreneurship course at Lewis and Clark College. And then one night, inspiration struck that my recipe for vegan chocolate mousse could be a recipe to share with the world in the form of a product. And so I applied for seed funding from the Bates Center for entrepreneurship. And one year later, I launched Goddess Moose into Portland Farmers Market. That's really exciting. So you actually got this going when you were in college, right? I did, yeah. Uh, just as the pandemic hit, it became the perfect opportunity to, to figure it out and then launch it in 2021. Where did the Goddess name come from for your product line? Yeah, so the Goddess name. I read a story in college about the goddess of nourishment. And I was inspired by that story, thinking of like connection to our bodies and how we nourish ourselves and feel grounded and feel balanced. And I was thinking about indulgence and nourishment and combining those concepts in unison. And that's how the name Goddess Moose emerged. Yeah. So you, wow. when you consume the product, you feel it's really great. And you, you don't sacrifice decadence. And it's just like in the hours after consumption, how do you feel after you eat dessert? Other than feeling guilty or uncomfortable, you just feel energized and inspired. And and that's that's the goddess concept. Sometimes people People ask if I'm the goddess and I get kind of embarrassed and shy. And I'm like, no, it's not me. It's it's the moose and how you feel after you eat it. I'm just the vessel to bring it into the world. <laughs> You're just the avatar of the goddess, so to speak, or the messenger. Got it. Yeah. Well, speaking of messengers, uh, this is a vegan product. So I'm curious could you speak a little bit about vegan foods and how that has been a sea change in Portland and frankly, nationally in the last decades? Yeah, yeah. I've been vegan for over a decade. 
It was a decision I made in middle school in pursuit of optimizing my health. And I grew up in Connecticut in a small rural town. So at the time when I announced to the world, <laughs> to my friends, <laughs> that I was going vegan, I think I posted on Facebook and people commented like, you're going to die. So that was really early on when it, when it hadn't yeah. yet caught on as a trend. And I, I think still, even a decade later, with all the innovation in the grocery store, there still is an association of vegan tastes bad. Um, yeah. So it, I think that with Goddess Moose, we're helping to change that notion that you can make really tasty treats out of plants that make you feel, feel great. And I don't think it's about like everyone going vegan or wanting that in any regard, but there's definitely an environmental impact of reducing the consumption of animal products. So if we can provide options that are convenient and delicious and nutritious, then that motivates people to try new things and diversify their their diets in ways that, that benefit their bodies and the planet and food systems. And yeah, it's fun. <laughs> And I'd love to hear a little bit more about how your products started, how they uh, taste, what kind of flavors you're producing. Sure. So tofu is our magical base for creaminess that tastes like dairy. And it also provides complete plant protein that satisfies sweet cravings, which is a special aspect of the, of the mousse. And then our flavor line is inspired by nostalgic chocolate pairings, as well as what grows in the Pacific Northwest. So we have classic dark chocolate, raspberry chocolate, orange hazelnut chocolate, mint chocolate, peanut butter chocolate, and espresso chocolate. And all of our flavors are vegan, gluten-free, and are naturally sweetened with maple syrup. And yeah, I think those experience of goddess mousse is like a spoonable chocolate truffle so it's smooth rich creamy and luxurious it gives you full mm -hmm. fat mouthfeel without dairy and with the added benefit of protein got it well you have clearly have a lot of passion for your products i mean you describe your product as a nutritious as a protein bar as creamy as ice cream and as decadent as a chocolate truffle so how do you achieve all those characteristics yeah, I, th I think tofu is definitely kind of like the that component that gives it that creaminess. And then I use really good quality fair trade chocolate. It's, they're simple whole plant-based ingredients, but when they're all blended together, they make something that's truly indulgent and feels nourishing. I think that as a as a brand, we're targeting women who've been socialized with messaging around diet culture and guilt associated with food, especially dessert. So my dream is that Goddess Moose delivers ultimate decadence, but also makes our customers feel emotionally and physically nourished because we use nutritious ingredients, flavors with fruits and nuts and pure plant extracts. And a lot of them are grown here in Oregon, like the hazelnuts, the mint. We also source local coffee. And the tofu is made right here in Portland, too, by Oda Tofu, which is the oldest tofu factory in the country. Wow, that's really quite amazing. So you're actually sourcing from local, local ingredients as well. 
Yeah, as much as I can. I'm definitely really passionate about sourcing from local and regional suppliers whenever possible. But of course, you know, chocolate doesn't grow here. But we do source from a, a local wholesaler in Eugene who has amazing organic fair trade chocolate. And that contributes to the, the premium decadent quality of the mousse. Wow, that's fantastic. So speaking of Portland, though, I mean, do you have, have you experienced Portland as being supportive of startups and especially of your kind of startup? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I feel like the community here and everyone who's involved in the startup scene, they just want to help each other succeed. And there's so many resources and organizations to tap into. I found that Showing up is the key to finding new opportunities, whether at a demo, sampling in store, um, a farmer's market, or a pitch event, like meeting you at, at the OEN pub talk. And I, I think that the collaboration over competition ethos is really beautiful in this region, and it inspires me, and I think it empowers innovation and strengthens our regional economy. There's a super strong farmers market scene and just like everyone in this area loves going to farmers markets and supporting these new emerging businesses that then allow them like goddess moves to enter into retail grocery stores so that's what came next after farmers markets well tell us about how that happened that <laughs> yeah yeah perfect segue so after proving the product could sell in the farmers market I began reaching out to local retailers, Market of Choice and Zupans were our first account. And then getting into new seasons in the beginning of 2023 was also a, a dream come true. But the, the work really begins once your product gets on shelf. So there were lots of learnings. In the beginning, I realized the price point was too high. And since the mousse is so rich, people were consuming it in multiple servings. So I lowered the size to be a truer single serve and I reduced the price. And then we also won a rebranding project through an Instagram giveaway. So as a result of these packaging price and brand improvements, our sales off shelf tripled. Wow, those are some tremendous numbers. Like, it's really interesting to speak to you because typically I speak to technology startups and being able mm -hmm. to pivot a piece of software is relatively straightforward. I can say, okay, I'm building this for enterprise and now I'm going to like write a couple more days, maybe a couple more weeks of code and I'm just gonna shift over. But you actually have hard goods. You have like product on the shelf. And if you're gonna shift from a larger size to a small single serving size, it's a physical good that you have to change. I mean, it's a lot more retooling. It's a lot more repackaging. It's a lot more working with your distribution centers. It's a lot more work, and yet you were able to change how you went to market, and you were able to triple your sales, which is really an astounding accomplishment. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of just asking consumers what their experience was and how can I improve that experience and just make it make more sense on shelf, um, in the category where it lives in the grocery store, because food, it's so touchy and it's it's personal, it's emotional. And so the goal thus far has been to prove the product market fit locally in a resource efficient way where I can make these adjustments and I can, I can test out the price and the size 
and kind of prove out the product offering in a small, local, and measured way before taking on more risk. And so the next step is to duplicate what we've accomplished locally um, on a regional level. Wow. So moving beyond Portland. So when you say regionally, are you tackling Seattle next or Boise or where are you going next? So the next milestone is to move into co-manufacturing. We can extend life because it is a fresh product and begin scaling regionally throughout Oregon, starting with Oregon for sure, then the Pacific Northwest. But in order to make this next step, we are actually currently raising our first round of investment funding through WeFunder, which is a cool platform because it's allowed us to invite friends and family and customers into our growth journey without them necessarily being accredited investors. And so that's, that's really that's, exciting. So, um, so you're yeah. at the, yeah, so you're at the friends and family round, and then you're going for <laughs> going for the bigger money to really expand, right? That's the plan. Yeah. Once we move into co-manufacturing with some working capital raised on WeFunder, then I can raise a little bit more to really start executing the growth plan to expand throughout the Pacific Northwest in grocery stores. Just keep sharing the spreading the vegan chocolate mousse. <laughs> right, right. Well, so because I typically talk to tech companies, I'm curious if there's any crossover or connections between kind of the tech industry here and the food industry. Like do you guys cross pollinate or or I know you run into each other at pitch competitions, but I'm curious how how you fit into this this world of pitching and all of that. Yeah, that's a good question. So I've mainly been exposed to the food startup scene up until recently. I think the crossover is definitely starting to happen through OEN and um, like the pitch competition or the pitch presentation in December. And at that presentation, I was invited to apply to an accelerator. My interview is next week, so hopefully I get in. But that accelerator is a community of founders across diverse industries in Oregon. And I think that will be, it'll be really special if I, if I do get in to connect with other founders across industries and be part of a network of mentorship because there, there's definitely similarities in like scaling businesses with different types of products. But, but yeah. Right, right. You have to hit certain types of milestones and certain revenue milestones and even company kind of team milestones. So I'm curious, how, how big is your team now? How big is your company? And I know you've talked about the next stage, but where are you at right now? So right now it's just me with production assistance in our commercial kitchen. And I meet with advisors on a regular basis for guidance and strategy. So if we could, so that's an exciting stage to be. I mean, the world is your oyster in so many ways, right? So if you looked ahead, let's say five years, where could you see Goddess Moose going? Paint us a picture of Goddess Moose, you know, five years from now, even 10 years from now. Yeah, well, my dream is after growing regionally for the Goddess brand to be a nationally leading brand in the dessert, the fresh desserts category in grocery stores across 
multiple product offerings in fresh, nutrient-dense indulgence. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely have big, big plans and dreams to, to grow the brand, but I like to think of it incrementally and in, in milestones. And um, it's just been, it's so much fun to build it because it's also built me and I just keep on learning and learning and, and that's really inspiring. Spoken um, like a true startup leader. You like to think incrementally <laughs> at each milestone, next step. <laughs> Well, that's really, I, I mean, it's great, great startup thinking. And we do have this one big question that we ask on this podcast, which is what do you dare to dream? Like in terms of, you know, big dreams for the world or for your future, what do you dare to dream that goes beyond the incremental steps? Yeah, um, I think that amazing taste and texture is a primary driver of food system change as far as our consumption habits. And I would love for the Goddess brand to be part of the movement in America that shows plant-based products can truly taste amazing and be nourishing, of course. And I I think in the essence of it, I, I dream for the Goddess brand to transform the dessert experience, an occasional guilty treat to a nutrient-dense indulgence. Wow, that's fantastic. Kellen, thank you so much for your time today. So happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Yeah, any Valentine's message you want to send to people today? Today, I hope you give yourself lots of love and encouragement for everything you've learned and all the growth thus far and all the exciting new surprises to come. And I hope you treat yourself to some nourishing and indulgent goddess mousse, which you can find at Market of Choice, New Seasons, and Zoo Pans in Portland, Oregon. And also, if you want to learn more about our growth journey and our go-to-market plan, you can check out our WeFunder, which is wefunder.com slash goddess mousse. And that's my plug. <laughs> Uh, fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Kellen. This has been a real joy, and um, I'm going to go get some goddess moose. Thank you. Thanks, Dad. You too. Have a great day. I'll see you soon. Okay. Hopefully. Bye. Bye. Thanks to our guests today for their great insights on D.A.R.E., the podcast for innovators, entrepreneurs, and startup leaders. If you'd like your story to be featured on D.A.R.E., just contact us at info at darwaft.com. D.A.R.E. is brought to you by Darwaft, the tech team that can make your vision a reality.